and keep going with that. I'll be right there. Stay with it. All right, coach. Uh, the If the listener is wondering what's happening, if you hear dogs in the background, that's uh, the uh, coach Greg's pups playing. And uh, we think they add awesome background noise. Um, and he also went to do some, there he is. Okay. <laughs> you have your background, so I couldn't see you this time. Um, but, uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Owl Limited Company, and I am super excited, um, about, uh, number one, our topic, but number two, um, our upcoming coaching intensive. It's going to be phenomenal. We've already got our class. I, I, I really don't like to go over a certain number. So I'm going to say we're probably maybe too shy of what I would like to stay at for right now. Um, but you can go to your hell yeah life. If you want to check it out, sign up, you have until Wednesday, the 15th at 5 PM. So my mood today is excited and creative. And, uh, like we were saying in the pre-show combo, um, definitely we are on sync and uh, so we're going to dive into a neat topic, but coach, go ahead and do your intro and then we'll get started. Good morning, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Greg McNeil, uh, Coach Greg. I'm the owner of Coach's Corner and Empowerment Center of New Mexico, aka Rune. Um, I'm a clinically licensed guy and currently I'm completing a PhD program in um, leadership specifically regenerative leadership, and I'm a systems thinker. And essentially what I like to do is to help people to find out what their joy is, yeah, right? um, what they want to pursue in life. And um, I'm prickly in that sense because I like to really bring up those things that keep people from achieving goals that they say that they desire mostly. Yeah. That is who I am. Yeah. And uh, like Sherry, it's, I get a lot of joy out of doing that because it represents the very work that I do with myself. You know, both of us are systems people too. I had to put systems in place out of necessity. I didn't know it, but I will squirrel everywhere if I don't have things to keep me on track. But I also like systems because they're principles, they're laws. You put systems right. in place for transformation it's almost like, how do you put it? It, It's almost impossible to fail, actually, because failure is a choice because um, mm -hmm. you always get what you want. Now, obviously, there's things where people may have done things to us that we didn't necessarily ask for. But just in general, and when it comes to this thing called life, uh, that was a little Prince introduction there, um, that we there's systems that when you when you follow them, they take you to the same destination. It may look different as far as the flavor and how your life you craft it, but you reach that joy that you're going after that goal. And, and that's, we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit because when you were talking in the pre-show combo of understanding systems and systems thinking, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just had a conversation this morning with an individual on this very thing that you were talking about. So can you describe what you mean when you say systems or systems thinking and that interaction that takes place versus linear? Yeah, so so when we talk about systems, what we're really saying is, is that 
um, there are behavior patterns and processes, right? And so whether we're talking about the natural environment that we live in every day, whether we're talking about the, uh, the process by which we operate our homes, right? Yeah. Um, our business environments, um, and even ourselves as individuals, right? Okay, so from a system standpoint, what you recognize is that there are essentially a, a number of um, there are a number of different uh, factors that um, I guess you could say they come together to produce a particular outcome. Right. Yeah. And whenever you want to, uh, let's say, solve a riddle or a challenge, um, you want to understand all of the factors that are in play. And sometimes what happens is if we say like a take what we call like a linear or a straight line approach, we'll just say, hey, look, that person uh, failed because of X, Y and Z, which is what we call like a simple answer. Well, what you actually find out is when you're dealing with living systems, they're complex. There are a multitude of different things that can affect how a person, a system, an organization, an environment performs, right? Yeah. And what we do in systems thinking, then we consider all of those factors that come together that affect an outcome or a goal or something that we're trying to achieve. And what we do is we have to consider how all of those things are working together because you can't pull any one of those situations out, right? Can we think see- of like systems like, um, cause when you're talking, I'm seeing circles. So like, li- right. like linear, you know, X, Y, and Z, like you said, but to me, systems are circular. And I know one of the big things for the Hebrew uh, thought, you know, among Jewish people is that life is circular. It's cyclic. There's not just a straight path. And so you, so, and, and when you were talking, it was almost like I saw people there that are circular and their thoughts bumping into each other and their systems overlapping with your systems. And it can either add to or it can take away depending on is that system healthy or is that system unhealthy? Is it beneficial or is it harmful? And and so it's not just your own systems that you either have in place, thought processes, etc. You have to understand you are interacting with other people's systems. That's right. And you and we're talking about living systems here, not abstract, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting is when you talk about circular and and cycles, if we look around, that's what nature tells us, right? That's what nature tells us. Nature tells us that what you see is cyclical, right? Yeah. So right now we're in winter and we're moving into a springtime, right? Yes. Everything has to happen a certain way. But what we notice is spring is going to come whether or not if we acknowledge it or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's because it's a part of the sun. So if we look at the natural environment, if we look at the natural environment, the first thing that we notice is everything in nature is cyclical. And the minute we try to go outside of nature, we end up having some type of issue. So you 
plant your crops at the wrong time, guess what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's not because you're not good at being, a, you know, planting, but if you don't recognize the natural system which you are a part of, right? Because this is circle two and you just got through talking about it. So we have our constituent circle, but we're within the larger biosphere of the nature, the natural circle, right? Yeah. And that one actually is a bigger system that affects us. So if we don't understand how that system works, guess what happens? We're not going to succeed in some area. Coach, right? that is so good. Yeah. You know, and um, it's funny, the dogs are rowdy and I can barely hear them, Coach. They're they're fine. They may be distracting for you though, but they're, I don't think any of us would, would care to hear them wrestling and stuff. But um, one of, when you were talking, you know, one of the things that I was pondering this morning is, uh, and a lot of people, I think I've talked about this in a past episode where I, um, shut down our church because I was recognizing that was not the sphere, um, that I operate well in. And mm -hmm. since then, um, things fell into place where I conduct a weekly Bible study located in the chamber at a round table, I call it um, business owners in the word bow and it's with like-minded professionals and entrepreneurs and just teaching them, you know, the significance of their role and the significance of their influence and wealth and all of those things. And it is a completely different experience. In fact, I was kind of like hesitant because I didn't want to end up in the experience I had been in the past, just frustrated and like, why are things not falling into place like they need to? This was actually surprising. I mean, when you have people tell you, oh, we're going to take a two week break. We don't want to take a two week break. We want to keep going. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're going to take a two week break. You'll thank me. But you know, it's, and I'm like, what is happening? And I realize I'm in my sphere. I'm in my circle. And mm -hmm. It's all about the target market. I'm designed for a particular market and I'm going to attract those people. And they're typically, they may be church goers, but it's not going to be in that sphere, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so it now does. I'm getting to see the fruit of something that really bothered me in the past. I didn't get to see results because, you know, both of us being D's, we like results. Now it's actually coming together in a way that's almost just effortless. And uh, so that's, that's something that maybe people, as we're talking about systems and the, the spheres that we're in, understand that if you are, if you keep bumping into roadblocks or there's frustration stuff, you might need to reevaluate if you're in the correct system. Are you in the correct sphere? And then the other thing on the cyclic, you know, we all know winter is coming. And we also know that if you go out in a snowstorm in your shorts with flip-flops and a tank top, like it's summer, you're going to be cold and you can't blame the fact that it's winter you know what I mean? You can only blame yourself for making the decision to not dress appropriately. So I think a lot of times we will um, externalize our frustration on other systems that are just there. It's like if you're married to somebody and their system is not in line with yours and vice versa, and you keep bumping into it and they're not willing to change their system, 
there really isn't much you can do. You either adapt and don't complain or you make different decisions to get out of that sphere. Does that make sense, coach? It absolutely does because, but here's the other thing that what we're really telling the client is this, your time is precious. Mm-hmm. You don't get a do-over. So one of the things about being able to understand yourself, the systemic way in which you operate is you decrease time and you improve your efficiency, your efficiency in your relationships, starting with yourself, your other people, and all of those other connections that you make in the various environments in which you encounter, right? Yeah. And so the minute you turn away from that responsibility, right, you're going to have an issue. Yeah. So you see the picture on my background, right? Mm-hmm. Right now it looks very, very beautiful. But you can see the clouds in that picture, mm-hmm. right? So it rained in that environment um, the entire week we were up there. Yeah. It actually rained um, the entire two days that I went scouting the area. So when I left, the first thing I thought was, okay, it's going to be cold in October. These things are going to happen. So when I was preparing to go for the hunt, I wasn't just working on my system. I was also considering the system that I was going to be a part of. Yeah. And when I entered into that system, it was strictly my responsibility to determine how I was going to interact with it. If I was prepared, right? If I was prepared, then I could be in harmony with it. Doesn't yeah. mean I wouldn't have any challenges, right? Walking those mountains and all of that kind of stuff is like, that's challenging. But systemically, I already knew that this was required of me and I agreed with it. So now when we start thinking about those concentric circles, my circle fits within the larger circle. And guess what? On that level, it was a pleasant experience because whatever that environment was asking for me in that natural system, I accepted it. Yeah. It's like you had this weather system that number one, you wouldn't have known about until you were there. And then once you saw this is a weather system, there's nothing I can do about this. You were able to adjust your system so that you were prepared and had a pleasant experience. Exactly. And this is no different than um, an office work environment, right? a relationship, a business, it doesn't matter because when we're when we're talking about living systems, um, we're talking about people mm-hmm. first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about people and then the systems that they interact with. And so what we're saying is it's like every step you take, every thought that you think you are advancing your system in some form, right? So yeah. you're trying to you're trying to figure out how to change the environment in your working environment and you're the leader in that environment. What's happening with your own personal system, your what they call the your biofield, right? What's happening here that you may not be aware of that is undermining your efforts in this larger system that you call your workplace or your business, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you and I do is to help people to recognize what they're doing that they may not realize they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Because because sometimes the linear way is what you have on the paperwork. We need to have this many sales. We need to have... Uh, 
you know, whatever that economic outcome is that we're trying to achieve, we can have a straight line on the graph in terms of what that looks like in terms of a flow chart. But relationships dynamics don't work on a flow chart that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're much different than that, right? So we have to consider things systemically that you don't consider in a linear based approach to solving issues, right? Yeah. So when you say that person appears to be moody, okay, that's a linear form of thinking in the form of a projection. Systemic thinking says, well, what do you think could be happening with them? You know, what could be going on with that person that's making you think that there's something going on with them? If you don't investigate what's happening with the system of that other person or what they're going through, guess what happens, right? Yes. You're going to miss something. And your projection now is imposed on a system of thought that you have not thoroughly investigated now without realizing it you have conflict with an employer or an employee not because of them but because you failed to ask the right question so that you could understand what that person or individual or group needed right yeah so that we can find some form of harmony right i like that coach because you know um i hate projections and assumptions (coughs) excuse me because it caused so many problems. And um, I like when I'm coaching someone and especially in relationship issues, and I'm able to say, actually, knowing that person's personality, so I have data, what they did tells me that they actually do care. And what you have perceived as this is not that because with them, if they didn't care, this is what that would look like, you know, So you're able Mm -hmm. to say you're looking for something based on your personality. They're giving you something based on theirs and you have to be able to see it. So that's, I think that's why coaching is so important, having that mentor, because there's blind spots. And when you have people that can come in objectively and look, um, then it's like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Okay. So coach, I've got to dive into this. Okay. So. You know, you know, obviously I have my true crime podcast. And um, one of the things that occurred is I have an individual that um, has a friendship. Um, They don't live here, so it won't be anybody that, you know, we're talking about as far as in in town or any of our clients, just so people know. And uh, she is a sweetheart, right? Just so sweet. Well, she ends up marrying this guy that has, um, to me, red flags, Um, a a false front that like all the way down to their accent coach was fake. Mm. Um, I believe there's probably some long-term stalking behavior. Uh, Okay. And so long story short, um, they end up having a baby together and like even their wedding day, it was a disaster and there were just red flags and it was so bad that they didn't sign the marriage certificate. And I was like, they don't need to, she needs to get away. This isn't normal. 
And uh, in fact, you know, like even her physical safety in the future is a concern that I have because we've seen it in our podcast over and over. And, um, and she ended up doing it anyway. And so I'm having a conversation with a, a different person that doesn't, that's not the, the initial person that's concerned. And she met him and she said, uh, something's wrong with him. In fact, a detective was at that same location and is concerned about the whole situation as well. So one of the questions that she had when I was talking to her about after she met this um, husband, and I'm trying to be very careful because I don't want to break confidence or anything, but one of the things that she said is how, how can someone so smart and so kind make those decisions and, and be with someone that she knows is fake and knows has an anger issue and is narcissistic and that they talk about themselves constantly. Like, why would she do that? And I said, here's the thing. It's ego. What did she say she wanted? A family. And she wanted it so bad that she was willing to ignore systems that she sees in place Mm -hmm. in order to have that family. And that's hidden selfishness. Mm-hmm. because the children will suffer if they keep growing their family. The children are going to suffer unless there's something right. radical that happens with him. So all that to say there was a hidden system that has caused decisions to be made that will not only impact her, but have already impacted her friends and family and will mm-hmm. impact her children down the road. So you need people in your life, no matter how smart, no matter if you're a systems thinker, no matter if, you know, you've got the degrees or what, you have to have people in your life that are willing to say that right there, that is a system that is causing harm or that's something that's causing harm to you. And they'll, and they're willing and, and you've given them that place to say something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, um, once you exclude children from the equation Mm -hmm. right because there's a certain point as children that it's like they're children you you can you understand behavior with children even if it's disruptive they're still children yeah right you'll figure out how to work with that system but once we reach a certain age we no longer give you the the, the out of saying, well, you know, she's just young. No, you're, you're, you reach a certain age, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're let's say you're north of 30, right? So mm-hmm. if you're north of 30, you probably had a boyfriend or a girlfriend at least once, right? Yeah. Um, and you kind of have an idea of what you like and what you don't like. Those two points right there are critical to your system. Yeah. What do you like? What is it you don't like? The minute you go against what you know is true for you internally, you just ignored your system, your flow, your essence and the way that you do things, the way that you were made, right? And we've talked about this. There are some people that are 3,500 watt light bulbs, and then there are some people who are 25 watt light bulbs. And so... If you are in a situation and it's like, wow, that person is way too intense, man, I don't know. And then you get in a relationship with them. The question is, why'd you do that? Mm -hmm. Like you just said, it's ego. 
Why do? Why would you ignore what's staring you in your face? Well, I love them. Well, you can still love them, but why are you in that type of relationship? Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is helping that person get deeper and deeper until finally they reach a place of no return, which is your absolute truth regarding this situation. And then once you get to that truth, now you have to decide what are you going to do next? Because that's when it really becomes more challenging and far reaching, just like you said, right? Because once you get to the truth, now you know that what you do after that is a form of deliberate action, yes. whether you accept it or not, right? Yep. You're in that relationship and it's like, you know what, that 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 guy, that's not a good guy. Something is off with that guy. It's like, well, I don't know. He's just strange sometimes. No, he ain't strange, love. He's dangerous. Okay. So when you have that, decide to have that child with them, by the time before you already know something is wrong with that person, you are now subjecting everyone else in your life to that disruption, mm -hmm. right? Your friends, your family. And heaven forbid, if you actually have children, yeah. right? And your children are going to be um, intensely, and I, and I mean that word intensely impacted, right? Because by the time they get to the point where they can do something about it, they have already been affected by your life in, in, um, in significant ways. In some cases, they are impacted so heavily uh you know, that their whole life course has now changed. And right? which creates systems of thought in them that hopefully they'll be able to find their way to deal with, you know, in a, in a productive way to create those new systems because that's just going to be normal for them. Absolutely. And so, again, I'm going to go back and look at this picture here that we're looking at. We see a very diverse environment. Mm -hmm. Or you could say, we see the interconnection of a bunch of different living systems mm -hmm. and they are all in harmony with each other. Yeah. So what that means is we don't have to ever be in a situation where we're trying to be the same, right? Yeah. Where we're trying to, it's like, you don't have to mold yourself into a system that doesn't work for you because that's not your environment. And that is one of the leading causes of the lack of success for people, not really taking into account who they are as a person, sufficiently taking that into account, what they need, how they go about doing different things, right? Yeah. And you just said it. It's like, hey, look, I'm in the word, but I'm not into I'm not into that building. That building doesn't have a damn thing to do with me and the word, right? Mm -hmm. And all of those other things that can go along with that. So you made a change so that you could be in the right environment for you to excel in the thing that resonates for you and the service that you give to other people. And the minute you made that decision, it opened up opportunities for you to be even more effective within that environment that you're in because you made sure that you you have harmony with yourself, you have harmony in the environment, you have harmony in the um, principles and the protocols that you teach and bring to other people, and also in the word 
right? Yeah. You can do that at a high level. And when you bring people into that environment with you, you're actually able to serve them at a high level because you took care of the very first system, living system, which is you. Yeah. Right. And that becomes a pattern that we're teaching other people. It's like, hey, um, enlightened self-interest is not the same thing as selfishness. Right. Right. So again, you go back to the pattern, you go back and you look at your natural environment. Guess what? Um, if the parents in that natural environment and those living systems, if they're not strong, there's absolutely nothing for the offspring to survive. And one of the things that we notice about living systems, they always function in such a way that they're always reciprocating what they're giving. Yeah. And so they produce an environment like we see here, either in this picture or we see in great couplehood or we see in fantastic businesses that are run at such a level so that everybody feels a sense of self-determination. Like they have um, the ability to take action, to impact that environment that they're in, no matter what level they are in that environment, they impact it at such a level that makes them feel good so they can stay in this business, right? So they can continue to work with you as employees because the way you operate your system, you accommodate their growth and what they need to do, yeah. right? And this is essentially what we're saying. We want to be able to help people at every level. But the first thing is you have to understand how you operate, right? So you're not just some straight line. You don't just get up in the morning, wash your face, brush your teeth, shower, go to work. Actually, before your feet hit the ground, maybe after your alarm goes off and then, okay, you stop the alarm. The minute that happens, your system is already working for you for that day. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you are already creating some of the experiences that are going to be encountered, you're going to encounter throughout that day. So if you're not aware that before your feet hit the ground, you're already um, projecting your system um, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't know where you've been. It's like, hello, snap, yeah. snap, snap, come back, right? You live in an in, in an interactive environment, right? Yeah. Um, and we, we've talked about these in so many different forms, heart math and all of these different things. But without complicating it, we're just saying you live in an interactive environment and because you live in an interactive environment, right? You have to understand that you are a part of the environment and you have a responsibility for the part that you play. And understanding that the internal system is what determines your external. I had some questions that um, came up um, for people to ask themselves. One is what systems do you have in place that ensure success? Um, and then what systems do you have in place that create joy? So, you know, we've kind of talked about those that ensure success and just being aware of all that's involved. Like when you were going to go hunting, you actually went to that location. You saw the weather system, you adapted yourself. But one of the things that, um, you know, the systems that create joy, I mean, one of my systems is my morning routine, get up, get my coffee, get my little piece of chocolate, get my aspiration journal, my you know, little, um, I love the little black book of success by Robin Sharma. I get that out. I read my proverb. I do my walk. Um, I look forward to that every night when I go to bed, I look forward 
to getting up. Me and Mike have put systems in place because we're both workers. So we created a recreation or recreation system. So that's on Sundays, we don't work. We enjoy each other. We watch shows. We have our hot cocoa in the evening. We have our nap. Um, There's just things that we've put in place. And even my work uh, systems, you know, all of those things um, are things that you can can design. But when you were talking, there's a couple statements you made. Um, one is real change comes to truth. And what I get from that is that there, you have to be living in truth and authenticity and reality, because that's where real change will come. You've got people that have entire systems that have been built of thought that aren't real. They're not real. Exactly. And then when they're like, well, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, you do. Because there have been people that have been telling you, blah, 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 and you won't get out of your system that's a delusion. And I mean outright delusions, Coach. I have sat from people, and their perception of a person or situation is so disconnected, I'm thinking they're joking. Like, I, I think I'm in the the twilight zone. But I had three images when you were talking, especially relationship-wise. So think of systems in the spheres as three Three of these examples. The first one's bumper cars. Yep. You bump into someone's system and it it's not in, a, in alignment, you're going to know. It's like, wow, that was jarring, right? So you, you can either stay away from that bumper car or you can disable that bumper car, whatever you need to do. But bumper cars are not systems you probably want to engage in. But remember those the rings that you could join, like magicians would use, where they'd have the two rings, they'd pull on them, and then bam, uh-huh. they're together. I I feel like that's what happens sometimes is like people in the height of either the new relationship, the new romantic interest or whatever, they're so intoxicated on that that they get connected with these rings. And then they're like, you know, how do I get out of this thing? And they're pulling in, they're trying to figure out how to extricate themselves from the other person's sphere. So just don't, you know, it's like, okay, I know like 1400 chemicals go swimming around in people's bloodstream whenever they find that first romantic interest or whatever. And they're like, oh my goodness, you know, and they're lovesick and their brain ain't working right. And they're not sleeping right and eating right. Stop, slow down. You've got to pay attention to your gut. But I think sometimes we feel like that, that we get into somebody's other sphere or ring and we don't know how to get out. Coach, if there's one thing you could tell them as we end today's episode on how to get out of that, what would it be? It would be to recognize what you see and what you feel. Because, and I can say this, (laughs) there is never a time when you're in that relationship, I don't care how good it is that your brain doesn't send you a thought and says, hang on a minute. You know, you need to take a look at what you're seeing because you can see it, right? It's like, you know, I, he, he doesn't put his clothes away. Either, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you're in that relationship longer than 30 minutes, you see something. Yes, you right? do. Yep. You, you always see something. So it's like, so stop trying to tell yourself you don't see it. Yes. Right? So to the listener, I just want to say this, right? The greatest love is going to occur when you acknowledge what you see 
And when you see it, you honor it. And when you honor that, if it presents you with a challenging decision, it's because it's that important for you, yes. right? So I look, it's like, boy, that woman is like, man, she's like the best thing since sliced bread. Mm -hmm. And then your brain is like, I got a, I got a question here. When you ignore the question, you ignore the truth that's being brought to you. Mm. And what we're saying is, do not do that because nothing good comes to you from ignoring the truth that has been brought to you. That is your signpost. Yeah. That is your exit strategy, if you will. Yeah. That is your immediate right turn, yep. right? Yep. That is, here comes an ambulance down the road with lights and sirens. That means you have to pull over and stop, right? Yes. We can just keep picking analogies, but the bottom line is this. If you want to get out of something that you know is not working for you, then trust the truth of what you see, because what you see gives you the power to make change. That's right? good. And we have to be able to, um, we have to be able to honor that. That's the first step in demonstrating value for the system that is you. Yeah. Right. That's good, coach. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will uh, end today's episode. So leave a review. Uh, listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a review. It helps us to get up on the uh, charts and uh, show note links to website intensive, etc. is uh, available as well. So uh, we will see you guys soon.